spanning from your childhood all the way to the modern day? And do you want to know once and for all which movie in a given genre spanning back the last 40-plus years reigns supreme? Well, on this podcast, we review films from each decade within a certain genre and compare them in a bracket-style challenge to see which film comes out on top and is declared the champion. I'm your host today, Aaron Souza, and I'm joined by a couple dudes uh, who definitely would be the guys going looking for Camp Blood. It's uh, Connor Jameson and Sam Majewski. Hello. Hi. God, it's been, it's been a, a while. while since we've recorded. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, in real time, you guys in release time, you guys haven't missed a thing. But for us, it's been like two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. as far as you guys know, we've been burning the midnight oil, pumping out content. Absolutely. In reality, no. Nice little break. Yep. But we're back, better than ever. Yeah. And we're ready to go. So today we're doing a, as I'm sure you saw in the title, we're doing a review. Friday the 13th, part two, continuing our spooky season extravaganza for the Halloween season. Super exciting. And also, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've ever actually seen this movie. So, <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> Welcome, my children. <laughs> I actually have never seen any Friday the 13th movies before we watched it, Aaron. I had watched, like, some of the first one because I hated horror movies for the longest time, and I couldn't watch any slasher or any horror movie or anything like that. So, Yeah. I mean, I would say Friday the 13th has, like, a little special place in my heart because uh, back growing up when I had cable, um, <laughs> AMC would always do, like, their Fright Fest month, so they would just play, like, nonstop horror movies. And I remember the first time I actually sat down and watched a horror movie. It was Friday the 13th, part 7. Oh, yeah. It was late at night. I missed 1 through 6. But that was the first (laughs) horror movie I sat through, like, realizing it it was a horror movie. Scared me for weeks. Yeah, that was what I was afraid of when I was a child. I I, I prefer to not have nightmares for the next I prefer happiness. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. No, I, I've always had a soft spot. You guys heard in uh, our fight night, I was standing on the table for Jason. Mm-hmm. And sharks, apparently. And sh- hey, man. <laughs> Brucey. Listen, if I had, could just raise a couple more dollars, could have saved all yeah, the sharks. Plus, just, just one or two. You're almost there. Yeah, I was halfway <laughs> to my goal. Well, um, but yeah, so w- before we get into 
a bit more about the movie. First, I want to talk about one, what you guys have been watching lately. And two, we got to talk about what we're drinking tonight. Uh, for me, I'm drinking a nice whiskey sour with whiskey from Knob Creek, which was a housewarming gift from Mr. Connor. So thank you very much for that. Knob Creek was great. It's mm. the perks of working in the alcohol industry. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got shit. Sam, what you drinking? Yeah, I am actually drinking. I was I was feeling a little bit lighter today. I'm actually drinking a gin and tonic um, with a little bit of uh, with a little bit of lime juice in it. Yeah, so kind you of know, uh, New Amsterdam. Okay. I do like Tangeray though the best, but you know, well, that but, is what a gin and tonic is. Yes, gin. Yeah. Gin. I, <laughs> see, I love gin and tonic. So next time I see you, Sam, which will be the first time I've seen you. In a while, I will get you a good gin. There you go. I'll get you a good gin. Yeah, it was just you know, it was on the shelf. I'm like, all right, well. I love how you you were so curious too. You're like, oh, what do you what what kind is it? And then you heard her say, "Do answer." You're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong oh. with it, but like, I I'm also drinking a gin and tonic. Oh, okay. With a splash wow. of a uh, lemon. Uh, I thought you were going to say a splash of tonic. <laughs> no, it's actually... Uh, I'm drinking gin. <laughs> it's actually some lemonade, but um, I'm using Gin Lane. Uh, what's this? Uh, 1751. Great gin. Nice. Well, yeah. with that out of the way, let's oh, talk yeah. Wait, about what, have you, what, what we've been watching yeah. lately. Today was a good um, day uh, as we're recording for uh, horror movies. It was, it was. So today, Werewolf by Night came out, which is like Marvel's pseudo-TV special movie type thing. Weird. You gotta watch it to, to understand it. And also Hellraiser, the, the remake from Hulu. Mm-hmm. I watched both of them. <laughs> thoughts? Initial thoughts? They, they were both good, I would say. Mm. A little disappointed by Werewolf by Night, but... I, I I keep letting myself have expectations with Marvel, and <laughs> gotta just take it as that's the mistake. <laughs> you just gotta take it as what it is. It is a Halloween special. It's not a full length yeah, movie. It's not. It's not a TV show. Which I thank them for that. Oh my god! If they had just come out with another TV show, say hey, more TV, yay. But then Hellraiser, I thought, good remake, needed to be hornier though. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as like a, oh, why weren't people having sex? But as someone who has seen the original, kind of a big point of it. <laughs> Fair. I will say, I started watching Hellraiser. I watched Werewolf by Night, started watching Hellraiser, and I had to turn it off like 30, 20, I think it was like 30 minutes in because I was like, this is just too much for me. Like it was, too much it how. was just like the, not really the gore. It's hard to describe. It was like the, the feeling of it. It was just so like pretty, like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I had the word for it earlier. I can't remember it now, but it was just like, I was like, this is, this is too much <laughs> for my taste. It's, it was a, it was a solid movie. I was just watching it. Like I, I am like, I feel gross watching this. 
That's a good sign from a horror movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Sam, what have you been watching lately? Um, unlike both of you, I have not watched those because I've been mm. at work all day. Well, so I will watch. I watched probably thirty this minutes weekend. of one of them. <laughs> well, I'll probably watch them this weekend. Watch both of them this weekend. But I also I have been watching the new Star Wars TV show Andor. Nice. Um, I've been continuing She-Hulk, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> nice. However, this past episode was pretty actually not bad. Um, it was uh, it was all over the IGN social media that it's the first Daredevil episode. Spoiler. So that's not really a spoiler because they did a spoiler. <laughs> they they, teasing they it did since it. Good. God. They decided they were going to make a She-Hulk show. Yeah. La 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 la. <laughs> um, and then I've also been watching the Lord of the Rings TV show. I have not seen spoiler. The <laughs> um, and then House of the Dragon. So I've been mainly watching um, TV shows, but I've been liking it because um, every week, you know, Wednesday. And or Thursday, She-Hulk, Friday, Lord of the Rings, and Sunday is House of the Dragon. So it's like you, every day. Uh, you mispronounced disappointment for Thursday. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but aside from the TV show, I also have been starting the the original X-Men um, movies. So, you know, the, the original one from 2000. So I just watched that one and X2 um, nice. yesterday. And I think I'm going to watch all those plus the Wolverine movies, stuff like that. So, oh, I think you could stop That's there. That's my plan. I've <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been on a bit of a John Candy binge as well, so I've watched The Great Outdoors and uh, Uncle Buck in like consecutive days. Yeah, I've seen so. that on your letterbox. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I, it very feels, good. Film. It feels kind of awkward because I've been doing like I've been trying to watch a movie, a horror <laughs> movie a night, so I'll I'll post like, oh, I watched Martyr, I watched guys and then i just see oh here's a nice oh, comedy <laughs> hey look all right i listen to a lot of podcasts and specifically i listen to the confused breakfast podcast which shout I mean, out shout out but also they're amazing and they don't need our shout outs but um well they'll get one anyway. i was in the car driving from colorado to massachusetts and massachusetts to colorado um we listen to a lot of a lot of that podcast and you know some of those episodes like we i listened to uncle buck listened to the uh, great outdoors podcast both movies i had never actually seen so it was worth seeing once john candy is goat he is the best mm-hmm. also watched the shining while we was i was up in colorado and yeah Blonde. i mean yeah we, we don't we won't talk about that <laughs> the shining though <laughs> the shining Wait, what the movie <laughs> oh blonde oh jesus yeah i forgot about that it's already out of my mind yeah. <laughs> we we saw it but we did not see it. So <sighs> the shining. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, now that we've talked enough about what we've been watching, let's get into today's review. What we should have been watching. Yes. What we should have been watching this whole time. So, this week we're talking about Friday the 13th part 2 and you might be asking, why part 2? Why not start with the first one? Well, that's because we can and we did, and we, <laughs> and also it's the first movie with Jason, so that's what we went for. Yeah, well, technically, Jason's in the first. All one, right, no. all right. <laughs> with Big Boy Jason. Yeah. Um, so before we uh we get into into the the details of it, I, um, 
of the actual review. I've just got a few things to go over real quick. Um, so, in order to watch this movie, you got to watch it. Uh, you can watch it on the Roku channel if you have that, uh, Sling TV or Fubo TV or Prime. Amazon Prime. So it's pretty widely available. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so re- this movie was released in 1981, May 1st of 1981, one year. Uh, Less than. After the release of the first one, which is insane. Um, runtime of an hour and 27 minutes. It was directed and produced by Steve Miner, who also did Friday Part 3. Uh, and I didn't know, he did Halloween H2O. And I felt that was very strange. <laughs> very random. <laughs> That's one of my more favorite Halloween movies. Um, did Lake Placid. And he uh, directed a movie called Forever Young. Um, and then it was written by Ron Kurtz, who also did Friday Part 3 and Friday Final Chapter and one other movie, and that's it. That's his whole credit. <laughs> he did one movie prior to Friday and then did three Fridays and then dipped. Not too shabby. Um, so this movie made $21.7 million at the box office, $6.4 million opening week. So, pretty solid success story. Obviously spawned a lot more Jason films. Um, Alright, uh, so... Do we, do we want to get into uh, the reviews as well? I can get into the reviews. Um, so, I got a couple reviews. I'm going to start with something good from uh, from good old Rotten Tomatoes, our friend, our friends at Rotten Tomatoes. This is from uh, James Kendrick of Pew Network Film Desk. He says, while it cannot be defended intellectually, yet the film's very simplicity and directness gives it kind of a a kind of folkloric power, albeit power that works only if you give yourself over to it. Give two and a half out of four. Not the most glowing of reviews. I think it's fair, though. Yeah, it's fair. Um, and I also wanted to pull in uh, the greatest, Mr. Roger Ebert. Uh, this He was not so happy with this movie. He said, uh, this movie is a cross between the mad slasher and dead teenager genres. About two dozen movies a year feature a mad killer going berserk, and they're all about as bad as this one. Point five out of four. <laughs> nice. I didn't even realize his scale went to point five. <laughs> I didn't know it stopped at four. Yes, he's he's very much been always out of four. See, I feel like um, with movies, it's like okay, two thumbs up, five stars, blank out of ten. When nope. Roger was out of four. Once you start bringing in, like, uh, I'm going to give this, like, a five out of seven. <laughs> what, does, what does that mean? <laughs> well, um, and then finally, my favorite review was from a man by the name of Rob Vo or Vox or something like that from Flipside Movie Emporium. Now, this was an actual, like, critic review on Ron Tomatoes. Yes, it blows. Try to contain your surprise. One out of five. Nice. <laughs> very nice um, alright so now that we've gone over that a little bit Sam you want to bring us some a little bit of uh, some fun facts, some trivia some stuff like that that you got together for us for this film yeah um, yeah uh, so I have a few trivia fun facts you know points 
Um, so Adrian Adrian King, the yep. person that plays yep. Alice, I think that's how you say it. Um, yes. She actually had an obsessive fan after the first movie mm-hmm. um, that actually ended up ex, 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 escalating into a stalker situation. Um, so basically she only wanted to be in the second film for like a short amount of time. So that's why she got killed off. Spoiler. Like, immediately. <laughs> um, and actually, she has not done any on-screen acting since then. She's really? only done, She's only done, um, like, voiceover or stuff like that. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so, um, and then, let's see. And also in the first scene um, with Alice, um, when Jason kills her with the ice pick, Yep. Um, the first take, it actually didn't retract, so she actually got hurt by an actual ice pick. Well, not nice. that. Jeez. Like, <laughs> I think there was one. An like, actual <laughs> fake ice pick. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I think there was like a quote is like, yeah, I had a hole in the temple, so the next take, he just put it in the hole or something like that. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there are. There are a lot of injuries on this. And... Low bug. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like, thanks to the first one, which had, like, a pretty big box office uh, score. Um, so this one did have, like, a bigger budget to work off. It, Still the 80s. I mean, this film's budget was only, like, a million dollars. Compared to the first one, though? It was, like, well, the first one was, like, shoestring. It had no budget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a couple other people got hurt with props that were not proppy. They didn't prop well enough. No, they weren't propped enough. Um, yeah. Any more? Uh, any more fun facts for us? I got. I got um, one more. So, um, the first scene when um, Jason is like stalking Alice and like walking. Mm-hmm. You know that the scene where he like walks across the street and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's actually the f- only um, time in the whole series that Jason is actually played by a female. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. Huh. Progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Even in 1981, they were still breaking gender boundaries. <laughs> and that was that was very Halloween esque. That scene. From like I think it was Halloween too. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Even though Jason's supposed to be pretty dumb. How did he like track her down? Well, let's let's not ask the the <laughs> important questions. You're right. Brain off. Good on screen. <laughs> um. All right. Now, before we get into uh, into going over this movie and breaking it down, let's watch the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone watch the trailer. So I think we've got it all pulled up. This, um, this is the hear it. first time I've actually seen this trailer. As have I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yes. One second. Three. Oh, sorry. Oh. I just got to pull it up real quick. All right. I'm ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one.
On a June night in 1980, Friday the 13th, 12 of her friends were murdered. Why should Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different? Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. If I had seen this at any point before seeing the movie, I actually think I would have been scared. Yeah, I don't understand the counting. Neither do yeah, I. That was a little. Uh... <laughs> I was like, they started at, they went to fourteen. I was like, they're oh, like, that's a little weird. They're like twelve of her like, friends, 14. fourteen. Like I get that they're counting her as well, but this like is funny. Fifteen. 16. I was like, what are you 24. doing? 24. Well, just like how it shows all the people that actually died. Yeah, it also <laughs> gave away half the kills. Like that cop. Oh. Like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, literally, it just showed the cop's death. Um. All right, well, now that we've seen the trailer and we've gone over the production, um, Connor, want to take us through the movie? Ah, gladly. All right. All right, so... We start like a little kid in the rain singing, uh, was it Rain, Rain, Go Away? Yep. And yep. then kid gets called inside, and that's where we see Jason, his legs, her legs, sorry, start walking <laughs> towards Alice, who is in her house. And this it leads to an extended, essentially just copy paste of the ending from Friday part one to now so in case you hadn't seen Friday part one Jason from the previous year <laughs> from the previous year from like six months ago um, Jason's mom uh, her son died obviously didn't die actually famously um, <laughs> famously isn't dead I uh, Murdered a bunch of camp counselors because she blamed them for her, for uh, Jason's death. Except Alice. Yeah. Alice fought back. Knocked her block off. Um, 
So she's like having PTS, PTSD from that. And I actually saw like they didn't really give her a script for this intro part. They're just like, just walk around. Just do stuff. Yeah. Even the phone call, I think, was improvised. Yeah, I literally think they were. They just told her, like, just walk around and we'll make stuff happen. Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say? So it was just pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's kind of just going around her house, doing stuff. And then she opens her fridge and sees who else? Pamela Voorhees decapitated head screams boom ice pick to the head from jason so uh i just want to point out like the continuation of like the shots of the feet like unknown identity of the killer stuff i love that Mm -hmm. i don't know why it just works so well and it gets me very uneasy yeah, especially because if you take it back to the mindset of, like, you're back in 1981, you just saw Friday the 13th, you saw the killer get her head cut off, and now there's a sequel, and you're like, okay, now who the fuck could this be? Yeah, right. Because you don't know that it's Jason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, we have the benefit of hindsight for this one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Also, that oh. recap was fucking seven minutes long? Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah, it was It was long. so long. It feels like they had a pad the, the runtime. I mean, it was an hour and 20 minute move. You could have, if you eliminated that, it's you're down to an hour and 20 minutes. Like a 90 minute film, if you eliminate that. Yeah. It was kind of funny too, when she was just like tossing and turning when she was like sleeping with the light on, by the way. Too. With yes. a light on, in a sweater, <laughs> and... <laughs> No blankets. <laughs> Listen, like I, I, I'm big nap guy. I'll, I'll take a nap in whatever I'm wearing. I am also notorious for overheating when I sleep. Mm. I don't think I could ever lay down in a sweater and not be just sweating super uncomfortable. Let alone having like nightmares of, you know, chopping a lady's head off. Yeah. All right. Uh. Boy, um, also, I, was this the first, I don't know if you guys know, was this, like, the first major instance of, like, a final girl or potential final girl just getting murked right at the beginning of a film? I think so, because Halloween was the first major, like, slasher with a final girl, mm-hmm. so, and this came out, like, the next year, or Friday Part like 1. Yeah. So It reminded me a lot of how they did Scream. Mm-hmm which we'll talk about in, in a, a later episode. Yeah, with the, the whole Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so now that Alice is dead, we can move on with the story. Um, <laughs> we meet the first... Oh, before, okay. before we do that, the, the this movie franchise has the worst title cards, title sequence I have ever seen. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, man, they, they spiced it up. It explodes. Yeah. Well, oh boy. But then, like, for so like a place. minute and a half afterwards, it's just dunk, dunk, just blocks of text on the screen to Harry Manfredini. <laughs> like, you you tell me you don't like white text on a black background? It's literally like, oh, oh shit, we forgot, we forgot our credits. 
Uh, this movie releases tomorrow. All right, just put them in. Put them in there. Just Get them in. in. Yeah, most movies still have like establishing shots to show like, okay, here here's where we're gonna be taking place. No, no you can't afford that. Yep. We good? Can I move on? Yes, you can move on now. I had to get that <laughs> system. God. All right. So after Alice dies, uh, we meet Jason. Or not, fuck. Uh, we meet the first couple. We meet Jason. Whoa. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> we meet the first couple, uh, Jeff and Sandra. Uh, they're on their way to pick up their friend, Ted, who... It, it's he's just linguini from ratatouille i've <laughs> i've con- oh i've convinced myself like they just kind of took him rendered his face and was like all right that would be linguini wild. that was true that would be so wild i know didn't have that technology for like another 30 years from this movie though <laughs> Unfortunately. um so we also get to meet back up with crazy ralph yeah, Crazy Ralph is back. The Harbinger of Doom. You're all doomed. I tried to warn the others. Um, doomed. Yeah, he's, he's a weirdo. As someone who has worked in liquor stores, though, I've met my fair share of Crazy Ralphs. <laughs> uh, so then they pick up Ted. They're driving along. Uh, they get stopped by, like, a log in the road and... While they go out to move it, Sandra sees the sign for Camp Crystal Lake where the first one took place. We're not going back there this time, guys. No, we are at Lake Totally New. <laughs> yeah. We are at uh Pakanak Camp Lodge, whatever it was called. Something. Point is, like Crystal Lake, obviously massive lake, multiple campgrounds on there. So, like, that's why in a lot of the other sequels, it's not necessarily taking place at Crystal Lake. Sometimes it's, like, Higgins. You would think, though, after after time, they'd be like, maybe it's the lake. Maybe it's not the camp. <laughs> yeah. Y- you would think. Well. All right. So, uh, once they they make it to camp, we are introduced to everyone we're supposed to care about. So we got Sandra and Jeff already talked about Ted. Uh, we have Terry. Her personality trait is she is hot. Um, <laughs> we have Sk- and has a dog and a dog named Muffin. Uh, Scott, character trait pervert. <laughs> character trait he likes he uh, likes Terry. He, he likes Terry. That's about it. Yeah, I'm gonna read these off as couples because. That's kind of just how these movies how, work. Yeah, and how, how it was. Uh, we've got Vicky. Character trait, obsessed, obsessed with, with Mark. <laughs> Shut up, and, then, <laughs> and then we have Mark. Character trait, unfortunately, in a, in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> Doesn't define him, but for this movie, they made it. Um, and finally, we have uh, Paul Holt, camp counselor. Paul Holt. Paul Holt. Um, and that was his character trait, just Paul Holt. And then we have Ginny, character trait, 
smart child psychology major. Remember dopest that. Dopest character. Sorry, you mispronounced dopest character in this film. Baddest bitch here. Um, yeah, don't forget, child psychology major. Put yep. that in your back pocket. Yep. I actually have a note about some of this stuff. <laughs> um, so after they're all introduced, uh, cut to a campfire where they tell the Paul is telling the legends of Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Jason drowned because camp counselors were too busy shagging and doing everything they're. Yeah, <laughs> They weren't supposed if you to. You didn't be doing watch it. the intro to this film. <laughs> yeah, if if you just kind of skip past everything to this point, yeah, camp counselors—they were too busy fucking each other to save Jason, who's getting like <laughs> bullied. Mom comes in, kills all the counselors. Then mom gets decapitated. But here's where they're like, "Oh, maybe Jason didn't die." Remember that. Yeah, remember that, because that's what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, so I guess this was the first time people were back at the camp since that. Which I also mm-hmm. forgot to mention. Um, I, I I think I got it straight, but from the opening, when Alice died, we jump five years into the future. Okay. I was confused about it, but... I think that's it. Well, also, they they said in the trailer, and I don't know if they were just talking about actual dates or in-movie dates. They were like, in 1980, this happened, and then 1981, it's happening again. But it's like, wait, this was five years later. Well, I think I was reading something, and it was saying, like, they don't actually confirm the dates until, like, the fifth or sixth movie or something like that. Yeah, this, this is a really messy timeline. I just remember there is a time jump somewhere. I just didn't remember if it was from when Alice, like, ended the first one, started the second one, or if it was once Alice dies, then we jump five years. Yeah, I'm not mm. sure. I've... Whoops. I'm... Can we just talk about, real quick, Ted's prank on his friends was to get their t- uh, car towed <laughs> and then hope that they see it and then hope that they run after it all the way to his house. It also helps that apparently he just lived right around the corner from... <laughs> Literally was, like, right there. Yeah. I was just like, dude, what? I will say this movie is uses the background very well. You know, yeah. that with the car being towed, some later scenes. Yep. Good stuff. They also developed the characters a little bit more. Like, I actually felt, like, engaged them a little bit more and they did like the campfire scene was good the party scene was good well yeah like but i said they have personality were... traits yeah they well <laughs> they're they're still limited but they're better than the first one. yeah because i the only characters i remember from the first one are alice and kevin bacon yeah can you tell me kevin bacon's name no no do you need to no no all, all that matters is we saw kevin bacon's ass yeah. Yes, we did. And then and that was a glorious day. And then he died. <laughs> also, Ginny's a much cooler final girl and one of my favorites. So, boom. Yeah, because she gets introduced That's as like having some depth to her. Yeah. Child psychology major. Yeah. 
<laughs> you want to use your child psychology? Down a few, a few in in these scenes, like there's a few instances of, um, like things that are established in these early scenes that pay off later. Mm-hmm. Including, and I'll probably I don't know if we want to go through it right now, but I mean, there's I have I counted four at least just in like this one section of the, the beginning of the film. Yeah, I mean, you just cut me off whenever it comes to fruition. All right. Um, oh, I also wanted to point out because after that they kind of go inside. They're all kind of hanging out with each other. Uh, Ginny whoops Paul's ass in chess, and I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing because she like checkmates him, and his face he's just like, wait, what, yeah. what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he was just like he was so dumbfounded, literally for like three minutes <laughs> while she was talking. She's like, all right, I'm leaving. So she leaves. He's like, oh, see you later. Yeah, she leaves, goes back to her cabin. Paul goes back there because they're a couple. Uh, I also made a note. There's so much open mouth kissing in this. Oh, my God. Like, these people are tonsils deep in each other's mouths. Yeah. It's- I'm not the only one who knows, though, because Crazy Ralph was uh, standing by a tree. Tom. He was a little peeping Tom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, you know what they say about peeping toms? You get choked by a razor wire? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So <laughs> Crazy Ralph is dead. He gets garroted against a tree. Um, I also want to point out that they were just making out in front of an open door. At no point did they just like, hey, let's, let's go somewhere a little private. There might be people watching. Who knows? Yeah, that, that happens a lot. People just do stuff right in front of the screen door very transparent i get it's for the movie but logically i wouldn't do that so yeah ralph dies uh i think we have the beach scene next yeah where yeah they're they're walking through the woods and then they go yeah the beach, and then the dog like goes and sniffs jason yeah um, so jeff I wanna, I, yeah <laughs> So Jeff and Sandra, while everyone else is at the beach, they want to. Sandra's like obsessed with Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. Ever since she sees this, which they call Camp Blood in this. Yeah, game. Camp Blood, but it's Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Um, she's obsessed, so they try to dip to find it. Um, we did see a dog. I believe it was before it sniffed Jason's leg, and it is a funny cut to hot dog. Oh my gosh! Hot dogs. I was just about to say that. They also did that a lot. Like they'll cut away from something to something funny. Like someone, yeah. someone screams later on, and it just cut to a guitar playing. Yep. Um. So yeah, they go to find that, and they get stopped by a cop who is, he just gets flamed by Paul Holt. When he's like, oh, aren't you going to reprimand them? And he's like, take away their double dessert. No seconds on dessert. <laughs> no seconds on dessert. Uh, so then the cop leaves, and he sees Jason running across the street. In the most obvious shot. Oh, my gosh. Was so it was. I, I'm like, I, they, they literally, they showed him running across the street, like, right in front of the car. And then they cut to him in the car, and he's just driving along. He's like. I'll just stop here. And then he gets out of the car and he's like, hey! <laughs> like, dude! This is this is unrelated to the movie, but I hate the trope in movies. It's not even that I hate it. It's just 
the trope where like someone steps into the road and they'll deliver like a monologue and then a car just comes and hit them like what mm-hmm. was the, what was the driver of that car doing where they're just like, like oh mean, i'm, I'm like mean girl it was like mean girls mean girls <laughs> final destination it's like it happened on my uh spectacular now too she got hit by a car yeah halloween 2018 um bride of chucky shit this happens a lot and it's just like what is the driver doing like do they see them are they distracted driving is this actually a psa (laughs) (laughs) um back to the movie cop gets out to chase jason in a very long scene of him just running in the woods my favorite scene this is in the favorite. whole film this is my this also man my <laughs> this man's running through the woods just frolicking running 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 stops fixes his hair deep th- breath like a beat and then just starts running <laughs> yep that was my favorite part too and then like immediately after runs right into a tree yeah and he just like stops takes a deep breath like, oh. and then continue, and then continues <gasps> running it's like dude they did not pay that guy enough to do what he did. <laughs> no, I would have been like, hey, man, it's not that serious. You just ran half a mile. <laughs> it's just fine. The fact that he, he stopped, he did, it was such like a, it wasn't even like a quick stop. Like he stopped, beat, fix hair, beat, breath, run. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he milked his, uh, his breather. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, he finds uh, Jason's cabin in the middle of the woods really just run down and as he opens the door to a room where we'll see later jason sneaks up behind him and hits him with a hammer gets stuck in his head whack whack him whack. uh um while oh, go ahead. while i'm on this topic i did notice so the mpa which is like known for um like making sure movies are okay to be seen they fucking hate this franchise and oh pretty much all horror movies but you really see it here where uh jason will kill someone like this cop immediately cuts no Mm -hmm. there's no time to even like digest what just happened it's on to the next because they would not allow anything very disappointing I'm glad we're a lot. We're past those times now. Yeah, yeah. We can see people get skinned, but can't see a hammer going into a head. Uh, yeah. So I also want to real quick mention Ted is ripped. That dude is fit. Oh, he's cut. I like, th- I think it's just I, like the eighties. That beach scene. I was like, bro. Even the fire scene. I mean, he oh. looks. He looks so goofy. But then, like, he's also like he's six eight. Six pack. Yeah, he's, he's fucking. T- he's tall as hell. Eight pack. Man, just born into the wrong era. Damn. Damn. Also, I, and I want to ask you guys this because I was trying to figure it out. How much older is Paul Holt to everyone else? Because he's making out with Ginny, but also like Ginny's the in other college. Two when, but like the other two chick, uh, the the chick and the dude who were in Camp Blood, who I. Um, Jeff and Sandra? Yes. They were like, sorry, Mr. Holt. Sorry, Mr. Holt. And it's like, is he, like, a legit adult? And these are all, like, young kids? Well, I mean, he definitely is an adult. 
Like they, like, they didn't even they didn't try to make him like a teenager like the the rest of them were supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I would I would assume like everyone in there's maybe like eighteen up and then he's probably yeah, like I mean, I late twenties. Well yeah, I, I they was went like, to the bar it, too. So. Yeah, they went it to a bar. It just made it seem like it just made it seem like he was like like thirty five, like this elder dude and everyone else was like early 20s and i was like but wait a minute he and jenny were just making out i was like oh god yeah i mean i'm sh- th- this movie did have an issue with um you know underage actresses um doing things but <laughs> aside from that yeah it's hard to pin down the ages because I-, I would assume maybe jenny's yeah. like post-grad like 24, 24, 25, and Paul Holt is 29, 30. Paul Holt. Paul Holt. All right. That's a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed because everyone was like, he seemed like this elder dude, and they called him Mr. Holt. I mean, that could have just been like a sign of respect. Like, okay, this is the. It uh, could have. This is the camp, like, the head of the camp. I guess. Also, it's that era, you know? It's not as bad as uh, what was it, Halloween three, where um, mm. oh god, I, I hate that I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he is like double the age of his love interest. Yeah, which is Ooh. gross. And I, I'm someone who who is fine with a little age gap. Um, anyway, back to the plot. So, cop, hammer to the head. So then, um, Paul. So they're all having dinner. All the camp counselors are having dinner, and they decide Paul, Jenny, Ted, and all the extras we aren't supposed to care about going to go to a bar, mm-hmm. which leaves uh, Terry, Scott, Vicky, Mark, Tondra, Jeff. Right? Yep. Am I missing anyone? Nope. Good. Great. So they all leave for the bar, and I, I want to point out, like, Vicky and Mark, they actually have, like, a nice, cute relationship going. That was one of my notes. It's like, they actually have a good relationship. Vicky is, like, is so obviously flirting with Mark. And I, ca- I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if he was just oblivious to it or if he was just playing the game. But, like, there was a scene where it's, like, Mark's big into arm wrestling because, you know, he's in a wheelchair. That's all he can do with his arms. Um, oh, that's all he can do with his arms? Well... When he asks, like... Apparently not to Vicky. Yeah. She uh, she tells him, like, oh, no. I just I just want your fingers. Oh. And then they're about to... <laughs> she pulls out two games. <laughs> yeah. She pulls out two games. And then um, she's like, oh, what do you want to play for? She goes... She gets into, like, a, that cool, like, lean back set. He's like, position. <laughs> um, also, Mark has my favorite quote in this whole movie. Which is nothing spoils a party faster than a drunk kid in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, that was it too. Like Mark obviously didn't want to go, and she was like, "No, I'll stay back with you." Yeah, it's, it's such a sad quote, but it, also it like, what the fuck is he thinking about? Like, what? No one cares if he's a drunk kid in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So, um, we go back to the bar. And this is where, like, Ginny kind of comes to the realization, like, oh, maybe Jason isn't dead. 
mm. out of nowhere. Like nothing, nothing prompted it. She didn't see any like no one was missing. She's like, hey man, what if that Jason kid is actually alive? Like, wouldn't he be like the right age to just be like an adult killing people? Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> uh, That'd be wild. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, maybe she, maybe he saw his mom die. Like, maybe he just wants revenge. Um, which, okay. Way to use that child psychology. Hit the nail on the head there, guys. <laughs> Whatever they're teaching at her school, keep it up. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to start getting into some of the kills. Mm. Because um, Scott... Or Terry goes off. I think she's looking for muffin. She also kind of just wants to go for a swim. I also oh a swim, swim skinny dip. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. These movies love skinny dipping way more than people actually like skinny dipping. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also realized I might have that not in order just because my notes are a mess. But anyway, uh, Terry goes skinny dipping. Scott the perv steals her clothes. Um, so she has to like chase him out and then he perfectly just stands in a rope trap that, uh, if you were watching the trailer along with us, you saw it, that just yoink and get some swinging. Um, I want to say there was a, a pretty funny line. She's just like, uh, don't go anywhere. I don't know why I thought that that was funny when he's just hanging there. It, it's pretty good. Not going to lie. It's pretty good. It's like, I know you're going to say that, but that's something I would say. Like the stereotypical, like, like dad joke. Like you're at the, like at the dinner table and you've all cleared off your food and the waitress, oh, how was it? Oh, I hated it. Like this is that, <laughs> that level of joke. Yeah. Aaron, you love your dad jokes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Terry goes find a knife to cut him down Jason comes slits his throat he dead mm, wrong with the wrong side of the machine yeah I mean, well, you want him to actually like cut his throat no well I mean <laughs> listen we were before clearly the wrong side of the machete. we were before <laughs> the time of visual effects it was either you cut the throat or you don't mm. and we choose to not do that on camera um, so then Terry comes back, finds his body, screams into the camera. I guess she gets killed there. Her sc- yeah, it seems like yeah. an off, it seems like an off camera kill. Yeah. Does she ever get like seen again? I think her body is in the shrine. That room. Yes. Oh, yes I think her body is yep. in the shrine. Yep. Yeah. yeah you're right. We'll get there. I'll, I'll speed along. Uh, because then, um, so Vicky beats Mark in that whatever game they're playing. They kiss, and she wants to go off, freshen herself up, because he is like, oh, legs don't work, but uh, everything else does. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Um, wink. <laughs> wink. Um, so she goes off, freshen herself up, and he thinks he hears some. Mark thinks he hears something outside. So he... Uh, wheels himself out there and just 
one of the most iconic kills in the franchise, I would say. Oh my god, it's my favorite. Camera's slowly creeping up on like Mark's backside because he's just it's fine looking that one direction. And all of a sudden, boom, machete to the face. And what awesome. when I first saw this, it got me because normally you don't see it from like that angle. Mm-hmm. Like from you would you would think that you would like cut to the front of Mark and then see it go down, scream, whatever. No. You get it from the backside, you see like the impact, which also helps that they could probably just use like a fake head. Mm-hmm. And then very f- very funny he rolls backwards down multiple <laughs> flights of stairs so many stairs so, so many flights of stairs right into a freeze frame, freeze frame flash <laughs> Ugh, so funny so uh a couple notes in this section real quick that i had um how does how in god's green earth does ted drink all those beers I was just, I was I had that as my note too. He, oh. I think I counted. I paused it and I counted. And by <laughs> I think this, there was a second bar scene. I counted yeah. like ten to eleven beers. So just in front of him. So yeah, just in front of him. <laughs> what I think too is I and I might have mistaken this scene, but like as Paul is leaving, he's like finishing his beer. I think he hands it to him. So it might have been all of their beers for the night. I don't know though. Like. Because Paul had his own little, like, he had two in front of him. That's a good point. And then Ted had a bunch in front of him, and Ginny had, like, one in front of her. And maybe Ted could put him down. He he really was just Dude. born in the wrong era. Like, if he was... Dude, and then the the bartender, they like, have it your way, honey. I just don't want the bar to fall down on you. I, like, laughed my ass off. It was funny. There was another trivia thing that I saw that actually, the actor for Ted actually had an actual crush on the bartender. No, I, I think Ted, that's what dog. I, think, I think that's what it was. Ted, you dog. I'm pretty sure. What's her face? Uh, Vicky also had a crush on Mark in real life too. So like, yeah, Damn. it happens. You know, you could feel the tension. It's just funny because it's like, all right, that's a relationship we're setting up. You're just at the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a woman you're um, seeing for, like, 30 minutes. Yep. Also, uh, to your point of of the the Mark kill being unexpected, I wrote down here that there were enough Jason's diversions to make the kills feel unexpected. Yeah. They, like, because they, they, they would do, like, multiple setups, like, oh, is this going to be? No. Is this going to yeah, be? Yeah, they would no. keep switching angles. Sudden, like, oh, this is it. And then, boom. It, just throughout the whole movies, but the whole movie was like you know, it'd be like oh the music's ramping up a little bit oh nothing, and then it would happen and you'd be like okay well this has got to be the kill and then it wasn't and I was like oh shit well then and it was just totally like it made the kills feel a lot that much more unexpected yeah, so after Mark we get the uh, we get Sandra and Jeff and mm. I'm brought it up earlier sandra was underage when she was filming her scene and oh i did not know that yes she was and i did see like they had filmed a bit more that they definitely should not have and 
rightfully had to burn the tapes. Mm-hmm. Although I did read, I did read that they they found the extended footage and it's coming out in a documentary. That is child pornography, then. So I would uh, hope that they see. still burned the tapes. Um, where did I see it? Uh, just seen it in some something. Hold on, I'll I'll find it. You you keep going. Yeah. So, Sandra and Jeff have finished their sex scene, quote unquote. Well, they could have done anything really. Um, and as they're doing their post coital cuddle. Jason comes in with the spear that uh, Ted had used as a prop for when he scared everyone at the campfire. Very famously, stabs both of them through the bed. So this was one of the things that I said, like, oh, here's a payoff. Like, and I think I missed one earlier, uh, maybe. Oh, uh, but I did write down putting the spear down in that spot. Right like, by the it stairs. Just such an offhand it was just such an offhand thing that like you wouldn't even pay attention to but it they actually used it and it came back and it's like oh well there's the the spear mm-hmm. fun fact um that kill like the the two for one spear through the bed was also done in a bay of blood with which mm-hmm. came out earlier i think it's a foreign film they claim like they hadn't seen it before but okay okay um uh, let's see. So then around this point, Vicky has come back from freshening up. And she can't find Mark. She can't find anyone. She walks up the stairs. Which I also found kind of funny. And I, I also don't know if I mis- misheard or misinterpreted it. But she's calling out like, Mark, where are you? As she's walking up the stairs. Oh. Mm-hmm. You see the problem there? <laughs> yeah, I see the problem there. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize that one either. That's oh funny, Oh, my though. God. Just look on the bottom floor, you idiot. But the- <laughs> he can't have gone far. Don't be rude. Uh, but then once she gets to the top, she's like, yo, Jeff, Sandra, you guys here? And she opens the door, and this is the first time we get to see baghead jason and all of his glory this was an hour and five minutes into an hour and 27 minute long film mm-hmm. it's the first time that we saw this. yeah i i actually didn't mind it because it was setting up and like it was doing the, that tension yeah, it was doing the same thing the first it was one first did. person it was like first person like the entire film like you're um, like you're jason mm-hmm. kind of thing which i think i liked yeah. So, yeah. Oh, also, I want to point out, I found out, I found the thing that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, they cut that scene that had, um, that had Sandra. And then in September 2020, Scream Factory announced it in conjunction with Samuelson Studios that they, the cut footage from the film, including that scene, the, the scene of her, like, fully, fully nude had been found on a VHS owned by FX artist Carl Fullerton. And that he lent them the VHS to include on the Friday the 13th Blu-ray collection, the deluxe edition, but without that one scene. So they didn't include the the bad stuff, but they also had all of the other uncut footage. Okay. 
So a little, a little sus. Sort of good. Also a little weird that that guy Very had to sus. for that long. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Vicky finds Jason, who's like hiding in the bed under the sheets, and then we get a mm-hmm. nice little first-person tracking shot of the him holding the knife as she like she sees uh, Jeff like hanging against the wall first person stab boom down goes vicky mm-hmm. um and at this time paul and Ginny have left the bar on their way back because there is like that i thought it was a good sense of like how the timing is going because a lot of times in movies like things could be happening at the same time or things could be happening like sequentially so I thought it was cool that as they're getting back, we see Jason dragging um, Vicky's body away. With surprisingly zero blood on the stairs. No blood on the stairs. A lot of blood on Vicky, as it should be. <laughs> um, uh, I wanna put, what I want to point out is um, that the uh, the lightning they did at this movie is, was much better than the last one. Oh, my the God. First the first movie's <laughs> lightning was so bad. Mm-hmm. It was literally like a floodlight that they just shut. They just flashed it. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the equivalent of some dude going, lightning. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like the old timey Batman movies where it'd be like punch. Whip whack. <laughs> Pow. Kaplam. <laughs> um So Paul and Jenny come back, they're like, Oh, where is everyone? Go upstairs, they see the bloody bed. And as they're trying to figure, like, what the fuck is happening, I did write down this line. So they're trying to, like, turn the lights back on. And Paul's, like, as his back turned to the room, Ginny's just, like, looking around. She's like, Paul, there's someone in in here. And then, like, then you see Jason, like, stand up and, like, materialize. And then she's like, Mm -hmm. Paul, there's someone in this fucking room. Which, at that point, I would have just said, Paul, turn around a little quicker. Yeah. Because Jason... Yeah. I mean, Jason, he biffs it. Like, he has... A, yeah. He has a spear. One of my notes one of my notes here is that Jason actually sucks in this movie. I th- Literally, the next note I had down is, Jason's pretty dumb here. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. He only got kills on people that literally were not expecting it or stood there yeah. and let him do it. Yeah. Because Paul has his back turned, Jason has a spear still, and he goes to ram him and just misses by like a foot. <laughs> it's so bad. So then, you know, Paul and Jason start fighting. Ginny's just standing there. Um, and then Jason starts chasing her. And I thought there were some pretty good scares in mm-hmm. this sequence, like the final girl circuit as she's like running around, where like she's like I, yeah. hiding in the bathroom. And, like, she's, like, holding the door shut, and she's, like, reaching with her other arm to uh, get the bathroom window open. But, boom, there's Jason at the window. He left the building, went around. Yeah. I, I did write down that um, the Ginny Chase, or the final girl's circle, is actually terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, and I wanted to point out that um, before that happened, when Paul and Jason were fighting, I think it they wanted us to seem like Paul actually like died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, we actually didn't see it. So, yeah. 
uh, what was it, Jason, or Friday the 13th Part 4. It's kind of a similar thing where the love interest goes down to the basement to, to turn the lights back on, and Jason attacks him, and he very weirdly just starts screaming, he's killing me, he's killing me. Oh, he's killing me. <laughs> oh my Because I think they were like, Okay, we can't do the same thing with Paul, but how how can we make sure people know like he is actually dead this time? Ah, I know. Let's just say, oh, he's killing me. He's killing me. He's killing me. Um. So yeah. So then, like, she finds Ralph's body. I'm sure she finds a couple others, and she gets outside. First, she tries to get into her car, which has already been established as being pretty bad. Um, There's another payoff. Yeah. Because when she she pulls up, her car like craps the bed on her and has to get like fixed. Which I think I think uh, Paul literally just opened the door and just flicked it to work. Because that's the, <laughs> that's like all the effort he put in to get the car running again. He literally he oh, he popped the hood and went Paul Holt, and then it just ran. It was it. That was it. And it was like oh, see Jen, I see the problem. You have it in off. Turn it on. <laughs> you don't have enough Paul Holt in this in this vehicle. Paul Holt. So yeah, they do a lot of running, and again, I wanted to point out, Jason is pretty dumb. Oh yeah. She like, she was like hiding under a bed in one scene, and I think she like pissed herself, and that's how like Jason realized that she was still there, and like, he like stands on a chair, to like try to surprise her. <laughs> So that when she thinks it's safe, he's standing there with the spear st- or a pitchfork, ready to kill her, and he breaks the chair and falls. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. That he kind of sucks. Yeah, he's he's not the lean, keen Damn, mil- killing machine yet. Not yet. He's almost. Yeah, but like while she's outside, she like hides behind trees, like kicks him in the dick. Um. Hits him with a car door. Uses a chainsaw. Yeah, she uses a chainsaw to... Which is another payoff that I wrote down. The fact that, like, she put that chainsaw... Ginny literally put that chainsaw there at the beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. And then it came back around and was like, oh, well, here's a weapon that she uses to knock him down and then hits him with a chair and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and puts the chainsaw back into the, the like, the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the shelf. Uh... So then, like, she's running in the woods. Jason tries to jump on her and whiffs again. I, yep. You know what it is? It's because he has a bag over his head and just one eye Let's hole see. cut. I think the guy who plays Jason, he was like, no, I was actually falling. Like, I, I couldn't see shit. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, she ends up, Ginny runs to Jason's cabin. And here we see what the cop found before he died is a shrine to his mother with the decapitated mm-hmm. head terry's body i think there was a couple other bodies there was, was a cop the cop's cop body yeah there. and here's where again we also had uh some good use of the background when Ginny first mm-hmm. gets there she like shuts the door she's like trying to get catch her breath and in the door window we see jason just booking it towards her oh my god i was like oh oh okay um 
I think that's the that's the thing that scares me the most in horror films is like someone you see someone who obviously thinks they're safe, but then you can see in the corner or in a window or something, you can see the villain just just sprinting, just full out sprinting at them. That is terrifying. Like that is that is my least favorite thing to watch. I mean, I said it in the hot takes episode we did, like I think that is so much more effective as like a scare than just like the the violin screech. Um Yeah. Yeah, it, that 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 kind of stuff gets my heart pumped. Oh yeah. So here Ginny uses that child psychology she was majoring in. Another callback. Uh she puts she realizes that Jason or she had already deduced that he would have some mommy issues. Um so she puts on Pamela's sweater, which was part of the shrine, and tucks in her hair, which I thought was a minor detail, but good on them, to mimic uh, Pamela's hair. So that when Jason eventually makes his way inside, he's uh, Ginny's like, Jason, Mommy's talking to you. You've been a good boy. You can stop now. Mm-hmm. I always like when a uh, a trait about a character comes is actually like important and comes back like i like that they yep. establish okay this is something she does she she is smart she knows child psychology and she uses that to just temporarily but subdue jason Cause he gets. I mean, it, it is what saves her life. Yeah, because really. he gets her into, or she gets him into like this trance where her face and um, Pamela Voorhees' face just merge together, and everything she's saying, they're both saying. And while she's doing this, she's got like the machete behind her back. She's ready to, you know, kill him. She makes the mistake of uh, twisting a bit too much on the wind up, and then Jason sees the decapitated head still snaps him out of it deflects the machete blow and then Paul Holt is sh- and Paul Holt shown to still be alive tackles Jason again and they start fighting again once again gets his ass whooped um, hmm. and as I like this shot as Jason is bringing up the pitch uh, the pitchfork to kill Paul Ginny is bringing up the machete to stop him she beats him to it, uh, gets him deep down the shoulder into the chest area, which is enough to stop him for the main part of this movie. Yep. Famously not dead, though. Famously not dead. Um, Famously had about 7,000 sequels. Yes. But for the story purposes... He's, he's done with they go back to the cabin to kind of like process everything that just happened and they hear like someone at the door and they're like oh fuck what's happening so they each get their weapons Paul and Ginny and it's Muffin L- little, little Muffin made it yeah I also did like that as like Paul is like bringing Muffin into the room he kind of just like tosses her yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh, t- go to Genie. And then we get <laughs> this movie's version of the kid Jason popping out of the lake. 
with grown Jason jumping through a window. Jason jump scare the return. Jason jumping <laughs> through the window to grab Ginny. Which I thought was also effective. Yeah. It Even worked. though like you know, like that's like this movie's like that's their uh their go to pitch. Still works sometimes. Another trivia um point I have here is that the actor I forget what the actor's name for Jason was, but the first take, he actually hit his head on the the window. It <laughs> didn't go through the window. Nice. Yeah, I I, I remember seeing that because I I don't remember his name, but um there were two actors for Jason. Steve Dash. Oh yeah, no, the guy who played like not Matt Jason was. Yeah, he was originally there and. In- he was supposed to be like good with stunts, and the first stunt he did was jumping through the window, which he they did not get right. He just bounced off of it. Warrington, mm-hmm. Gillette. Warrington, Gillette. Yeah. yeah, it was Warrington. Gillette. Yeah, and he was like, you know, what? fuck it, I'm out, I quit. <laughs> but good, effective jump scare for me at least, and my old old heart. I was kind of expecting that, just because I've seen the I, I saw the first one before this. I'm like, there's got there's got to this has got to be like a Friday thing, mm-hmm. a jump scare at the end. Um, so like I'm gonna be expecting it every <laughs> like every movie every one I see since now. So, yep. Mm-hmm. So then, Ginny wakes up. Could have been a dream, but she like calls out for Paul, but he he's he's not there. So I did read, because I was trying to figure out the timeline, so I did read a timeline. Apparently, he gets killed there. What? Yeah. Apparently. Wild. They they never showed it, so technically he's not dead. They want to bring him back. Oh. Um, Good old Paul. So she gets carted away in an ambulance, and the movie ends... In Jason's shack with Pamela's head. No Jason, though. Well, if if you see the end, like, when Paul and Muffins, both, like, Muffins died. That was also something Mm -hmm. I brought up, like. So, like, like maybe that I think it was a dream. I was going to say, maybe that whole end scene was a dream. Mm -hmm. And, like, the movie, like, she actually was just literally found, like, at Jason's cabin or or whatever. Yeah, because... Because also, Jason never, like, looks like that again like he did Unmasked. Like, that's the only time he has that long hair and shit like that. Well, to be fair, he never looks the same in each of the movies. Anytime, like, you see his face, it's something different. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. That's Hmm. how it ends. All right. Well, now that we've gone through the film, let's give it a rating. Let's each of us give it a rating. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to give it a nice, solid three out of five. I agree. I thought people were I, uh, very harsh on this movie. I didn't think it was like a twenty-nine uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I also yeah, well, give it a critics... three out of nine. Uh, three, three out of nine. Three, three out, out of nine. nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like the five out of seven we were talking yeah. about <laughs> just simplify um, your I give fractions a, i give <laughs> i give it a i give it a three out of five also mm-hmm. yeah i thought good sequel 
good pivot away from Pamela into just this is the Jason show now. Yep. I mean, Jason kind of sucked in this movie, but it is now the Jason show. Yeah, it's fine. It will become a better Jason. Sometimes you just have to like toss the baby into the deep end, hope it floats. <laughs> in Jason's case, he didn't float, yeah. but he lived. He would not and stop he gave living. Us a lot of good killing, killing movies. Yes. Hopefully, more to come. <sighs> Hopefully. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening along. Um, if you like this episode, please give us a follow, leave a rating, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us out immensely. Um, you can follow us on all our socials. We post a fair amount of stuff, especially on Twitter, about all kinds of stuff that's happening. Uh, in the film industry i also want to thank josh woodward for our amazing theme music uh it's really great and it's uh, we love it um we have a merch store uh we also have a brand new website which you can check out at thefilmboxpod.com uh, which is really really cool um and you can also check out our letterbox profiles so uh, you'll see little like tidbits of what what we're watching um and little reviews and then also on our website which will be coming um, we will be ready. We will have the ability to write some more in-depth reviews on some of the films that we've been watching as well. So you can keep an eye on that. Um, also, working on getting a Patreon set up. So there will be plenty of ways to support us if you like this podcast. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and this has been the Film Box Podcast. Life in airplane mode and everything is okay. I just want to play, unplug for the day and live in the moment. Cause I'm living life in airplane mode, yeah. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way and the best way to launch, promote, and track your podcasts. Your shows can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, as well as getting you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a pay plan, and it helps support our show. We use Buzzsprout, and honestly, it's really great. Um, I uh, I use it to track all of our um, where we're where we're being listed. Our we get our own website. It's really just a fantastic service, and I would recommend it to anyone that's interested in starting a podcast. Buzzsprout helps you get your show listed on every major podcast platform. That takes one of the hardest steps in creating a podcast out of the equation for you, thanks to Buzzsprout's help. And if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Plus, it helps you navigate how to do things, how to market your show, how to make money off your show, how to do all sorts of stuff. It's all right there for you to use. Honestly, it's not hard when you have the right partners and buzzsprout is absolutely one of the best partners you can have out there they care about you they're passionate about helping you succeed with your show
So if you're interested in signing up uh, for Buzzsprout, use the link in our, in the description of, of the show here. It'll, like we said, it'll get you $20 Amazon gift card. And it help, it supports us. And we appreciate it greatly. And now, back to the show. Ooh. 